Welcome to Present Truth Broadcast with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. Brought to you by Present Truth Ministry, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.pastormax.ng. Let's pray and get into the Word. Father, thank you for your Word. I thank you, Lord, because I'm anointed to teach your word and your people are anointed to receive. I thank you that our faith is built up. There's clarity of scriptures. There's understanding, free flow of the spirit of grace. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. I want to I deal with something this morning, continuation from what Dad taught about on the subject of what is, prof- what is prophecy and who is a prophet. And this morning, I'd like to talk about how to judge prophecies. How do you judge prophecies? prophecies. So I'd like you to follow me. I'll try to be slow, but let's get into the flow. Go with me quickly to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 21. That's going to be our anchor scripture. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 20 to 21. But I'd like us to read from verse 19. I'm going to use the King James Version. If anyone has the Amplified um, I'd ask you at setting point. Do you have the amplified version? Okay, so I'll ask you at a setting point to open the amplified for me. In First Thessalonians chapter five and verse nineteen, it says, "Do not quench the spirit. Do not quench the spirit." Now, if the Bible says, "Do not quench the spirit," it means that we can quench the spirit. It will not say, "Do not" if you cannot. So it means that we can be in a gathering like this and someone or we have a disposition to quench in the spirit. Okay? The next verse now says, um, what's it now? Do not despise prophecies. The word despise is to hold in light esteem or content. content. It says do not despise prophecies. So it says do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecies. That means when prophecies are coming forth, don't just say, oh no, that can't be true. Oh no, don't despise it. You know, there are two extremes sometimes in the body of Christ. One extreme is they go so much into sensationalism. That's you know, every, everybody's prophesying. Everybody's speaking in tongues. There's Holy Ghost move. Everything is the Holy Spirit. People are getting down under the power and just falling off and ooh, laughing in the Spirit. And there's another group. They are too conservative for that. It's the Word. The Word. The Greek Word. The Hebrew Word. You know why? There's nothing wrong with both, with both, uh, with both manifestations of doctrine and the Spirit... The balance is that we should create room for the manifestation of the Holy Ghost. If we don't give the Holy Ghost room to manifest in our services, we will, we will not see His manifestation. And the Bible now says, when those manifestations are coming forth, don't despise them. At the same time, we cannot live in manifestation. Kenneth Higgins says, only the Word, you will dry up. Only the Spirit, you will blow up. The spirit and the word, you will grow up. Okay? So we don't just want to be dried Christians without the spirit. We don't just want to be, you know, Holy Ghost Christians without the word. We want to have a balance of the word and the spirit. But the next verse now brings the balance. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecies. Test all things. Hold fast what is good. 
Now, it says, test all things. We do not quench the spirit. We do not despise prophecies. But we are not exempted from testing. We are commanded. Just as he says, do not despise, do not quench. He also commands you to test. To judge. The King James Version uses the word prove all things. And then, when you have finished proving all things, what do you do? You hold fast to what is good. Let's find what John said about this. First John chapter 4. First John chapter 4. And um, we're going to read verse 1 to 3. First John chapter 4 verse 1 to 3. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, plural, test the spirits, whether they are of God. The word of there means source, but that it came from God. Because many false prophets have gone into, out into the world, but by this you know the spirit of God. Now, I want you to observe something. Leave it, in, leave it in, in verse 1. I want you to observe, beloved, do not believe every spirit. I want you to observe the small letter S. But test the spirits. Small letter S. Now, when you find small letter S in the scripture, it refers to the human spirit, not the spirit of God. So, it says that there are many spirits. Now, when you go to verse 2, go, go to verse 2 with me. By this you know the Spirit of God, capital S. So, it's always good to pay attention when you read the word Spirit in the Scripture. Is it small letters or capital letters? Capital letters always refer to the Holy Spirit or the Spirit of God. So, there in verse 1, you find out that the Spirit is small letter. We talk about human spirits. Now, I'm going to talk about this as we progress. I can give you a prophetic word from my spirit, which is not necessarily from the Spirit of God. That's why you must test. For instance, if you go to a conservative church, I'll talk about that when you test prophecy. If you go to a conservative church, for instance, a church that believes that holiness is what you wear, you know, how long your gown is, you must wear berets, you know, like a boy scout, and uh, always ready. Because Jesus is coming anytime. If you go to that kind of church and you wear, for instance, now you should dress decently. I'm not saying you should come out here and we're struggling to stay holy. Uh, if you go to that kind of church and the, the minister wants to prophesy over you, there is a tendency for the, the minister to, for instance, say, Hey, my sister, the Lord is calling you to the path of purity and holiness. <clears throat> the Lord might not be saying that. But because of his mindset, about what holiness is. He has given you a prophetic word from his spirit. Not from the spirit of God. Are you following what I'm saying? So it is important. And that's why someone says, so how do we know? That's why you should be in church. As you learn the word, you should know. I remember many years ago, the Lord had spoken to me to walk with my dad. Now, now I'll tell you how as I walk with my dad. When I wanted to pastor with my dad, he wasn't comfortable with me going full-time. He wanted me to work. And uh, so he told me that he wanted me to work. I, I told him I wasn't working. I felt I should go full-time after my youth service. 
So he said, no, he wants me to walk. So I, I gave him my option. I said, well, if you don't want me to pastor with you, I'll go pastor with someone else. But I have to pastor. You know, so he said, okay, well, let me pray. Let him pray and all that. And finally, uh, I started working with him. Two years, a year after, uh, I was in a meeting and uh, a man came and prophesied over me. He said, uh, just as Samuel was weaned from his mother, the Lord is winning you from your father because he has a great assignment for your life and all that and all that and all that. And prophesied, very fantastic prophecy. But I didn't take it serious because I knew one year ago that the Lord had spoken to me to walk with my dad. Okay? So I didn't take it serious. Obviously, he saw my zeal, he saw my passion, and felt like I could do well as a general overseer. And there are many people in ministry today that have been prophesied into ministry that have no business being in ministry because they did not judge the prophetic word. And the source of it. So I want to observe that was spirits. Prophetic words can be given to you from all kinds. That's why sometimes people can prophesy money out of your pocket. This is what the Lord is saying. This is what the Lord is saying. You must be able to develop enough doctrine. And now, listen, listen. That's why the Bible says do not despise. Don't go about with the position like, ah, want to give you a prophetic word. No, mm -mm, it's not from the Lord. You are despising. That's very important because there are some people you can never prophesy over them. They don't believe that anybody can speak into their life. That itself is a wrong position. You have quenched the spirit in your life and you are despising prophecies. That is unbiblical. So you don't shut your door, but at the same time, you don't accept everything. Are we together? Okay. Now, so he says, um, all spirits, every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. So if you see there, you see verse 2. You see the capital and the small letter S. Just wanted to point that to you. Prophets and prophecies can be judged. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. I received a very stern warning to be slow. So I'm making sure that I'll have food to eat after service. So I'm trying to go very slow. 1 Corinthians 14.29. <laughs> Look at this. Let two or three prophets speak. And let the others judge. You see, there is something I want to emphasize. I'll try my best to just take this slowly so you get it. There is nothing wrong with judging prophecies. You know, people come and say, Ah, he's a prophet. How dare you judge? No, 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 no. We have very clear commandments to check these things. And people say, well, touch not my anointed and do my prophet no harm. I've told you that thing was not speaking to one man. It was speaking to the whole of the children of Israel. Is a, is, a, is a corporate word. It's not an individual word. And I'm not saying this so you go dishonor people. You, you shouldn't do that. At the same time, you shouldn't get to the point where if someone says something, you cannot check it against scriptures. It's very important. I, I have, I'll, I'll, I'll go there. When I, let, let me just stay with my notes here. Let's read this now. Let's go, go over this again now. It says, let two or three prophets speak and let the others judge. So, assuming we're four prophets, or we're prophetic people, and he gives a word, he gives a word, he gives a word. The best response is for him to sit down and we look at the word. That's why, for instance, there are certain times the Lord has given me prophetic words, and I will write them down. You know, when people say, oh, the Spirit just came, I cannot control it. You're still growing. We are still growing. You know, 
that's how I started that prophesying. You know, when chairs have to be broken, you know, scatter the whole church. Have you been in those kind of services? Maybe you are a lady, they, they will pin your leg down. They will, you will shake. And later you just say, the Lord said, I am with you. After this hurricane, just to say I'm with you. <laughs> but the Lord said, peace. And you have scattered the whole church. You will arrange the church back and then you now proclaim the peace. Now why is it like that? Because many people feel that if you don't shake, then it's not the spirit. Or if you know, and sometimes it starts when people start... Um, when they start prophesying, but sometimes it comes because a lot of people are resistant to the Spirit of God. They don't want to speak what the Lord puts in their heart. So, they, they feel ashamed. They don't know if this is true. They don't know if it's good, correct. So, the, the Holy Spirit is almost like forcing their mouth. You know, like, it's almost like you have to say this. Okay? We must create an environment where people can miss it and get it right. Alright? I said alright? We must create that environment in church. And when you miss it, also don't, don't try to make yourself look like you never miss it. That's where the problem is. Now I'll tell you, uh, verse 30, let's read this now. But if anything is revealed to another who sits by, let the first keep silent. So there is order. We, all of us cannot prophesy. We must also realize that God can speak through other people. Okay? So we can judge. The word judge... Is the Greek, Greek word dikrino. It means to separate tolerate. It implies the ability to dissect what was spoken and see if it is accurate. It's from the word krino, K-R-O-I-N-O. It's almost like a legal term where a judge has to make a verdict about a case. And he brings all the facts together and says, okay, from all the available facts, this is true. Or from all the available facts, what? This is wrong. So the Bible says when two or three prophets speak, it should be judged. I'm not saying this to spite anybody, but sometimes I get really amazed when people start prophesying when it's close to political periods. You see a lot of men of God throw prophetic words about the presidency, about who is going to be president and all that. Most of them come from the emotions. Most of them, you know... You, you will never believe as a believer that the Lord wants a Muslim to be the president of the country. Except you are matured. That's the truth. You, you are, I, he's, he's one of his chosen child. May not necessarily be true. God said to Cyrus, an ungodly king, an ungodly man, that I have anointed you and have strengthened your hands. Because Cyrus was to help build the temple. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying that we cannot get to 2019 and start pulling out prophecies. Because prophecies can come from circumstances. And that's why sometimes you have to be weary also as a minister of the gospel. If the Lord has not spoken to you about the year you are entering, do not say anything. You know, we have this thing that the Lord must always talk to us about the new year. Not necessarily. If you set yourself like that, you will always hear a word. And if you set yourself, hey, listen. God lives in a timeless zone. He's eternal. Alright? There are few instances in 10 years of ministry where the Lord has given me a specific word about a year. Maybe two instances. The rest of the year, what happened? I just live on and call the year what I want it to be. Because He's giving me the times and the seasons so I can apply my heart to wisdom. I'm not saying they are wrong. I'm just trying to give you a perception to prophecies. Are you following this? Okay. Now, 
The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. We'll get back there. But the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. If you are not in church on Wednesday, get the Wednesday teaching. I pointed out clearly that the Old Testament and all that was written in the, in the Testament were written to point to Jesus. But I want us to read something, an interesting account. Second Peter chapter 1 and verse 16 to 21. Let's go here now. Second Peter chapter 1. And verse 16 to 21. Now Peter was referencing the account in Matthew 17 verse 1 to 9. But he said something here that I want you to observe. Second Peter chapter, chapter 1. Verse 16. Look at this. For we did not follow cunningly devised fables. When we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. But were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For he received from God the Father honor and glory when such a voice came to him from the excellent glory. This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And we heard this voice which came from heaven when we were with him on the holy mountain. Remember the Mount of Transfiguration? This was the incident Peter was recounting. And so we have the more sure word of prophecy or the prophetic word confirmed which you do well to heed as light that shines in the dark place until the day dawns. And the morning star rises in your heart. Knowing this first. The first thing. That no prophecy of scripture. Is of any private interpretation. So Peter calls the word of God. The most sure word of prophecy. And calls the scripture. Prophecy of scripture. That's important. Because when we go to how to test prophecies, no spoken prophecy must contradict a written prophecy. Because the scripture is a more sure word of prophecy and it is prophecy of scriptures. That's very important. So Paul, uh, Peter was saying, despite all these manifestations we saw on the mountain, there's something more sure that is in our heart. The day star. The anointing, John calls it, that dwells within us, that teaches us all things. And if people are like this, they will not be tossed to and fro through prophetic words that are not 100% accurate or from the Lord. Now, uh, I wanted to show you something here. That prophets and prophecies can be wrong. First Samuel chapter 16. Remember... There is no prophet who, I would say in my estimation, should be more accurate in the things of God than Samuel. You know that Samuel never grew up with his mother, right? Like, in terms of growing up. Where was Samuel living? He was living in the temple. He was living by the ark. Close to the ark. Sorry to say. So, I mean, this guy was in the presence of God 247. When you talk about a full-time minister, this is one. He just lived in the temple. Now, when God wanted to anoint David, look at what he said. First Samuel chapter 16 and verse 6. So it was, when they came, he looked at Elam and said, Surely, now, the word surely is a word of certainty. Am I right? Hey, 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 hey. Am I right? If I say surely, what am I saying? I'm certain. I don't have doubts. Am I right? You're cold. Do you want us to be serving tea at the back of the church? Now you're smiling. Nobody's serving you tea. (laughs) 
If I say surely, what do I mean? I don't have doubts. Look at what he said. Surely the Lord's anointed is before him. What are we talking about? Somewhere whose none of his words fell to the ground. He says, surely this is the Lord's anointed. Look at what the Bible says. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not look at his appearance. Hey, hey, listen, listen. You've got to pay attention to this. That means Samuel prophesied from the appearance of Eli. Are you following this? So I can come right now and I want to give a prophetic word. And I see that this guy is not properly dressed. And I see this man is dressed this way. I can say, you know, God wants to lift you up. God wants to lift you up is his shirt that I saw. Because it's easier for God to lift up the man who is wearing a polo by Ralph than a man who is wearing slippers. You understand what I'm saying? Look at this. Do not look. That means he was looking. The scriptures will not say do not look if you were not looking. This was God correcting Samuel. He had said, surely the Lord's anointed. Meaning, meaning, if the Lord had not corrected Samuel, he would have anointed a wrong king over Israel. And he would have been saying, this is the Lord's anointed. How many politicians have become governors because pastors told them that they would be governors? Look at this. Or at his physical stature, because I have refused him. How come Samuel is anointing a man that has been refused by God? He looked at the physical appearance. So, a man of God, can, who is moved by senses, can look at a lady who is not properly dressed, and say, the Lord is calling you to purity. The Lord is calling you to purity. And all because the girl's skirt is short. And maybe there's someone pregnant in church who is cohabiting but is wearing long skirts and the minister comes and says, you are the next Catherine Kuma. Because he's looking at the appearance. That's why you've got to judge when prophetic words come forth. Are you following this? For the Lord does not see as man sees. So it's easy for you to be going through crisis and I look at you and say, well, someone is responsible. It's easy. Then probably look at you and say, hey, you don't know how to save. You are an extravagant spender. That's your problem. Look at this now. But the Lord looks at the heart. You know, the Lord looks at the heart. Man cannot see the heart. So God has to reveal the heart. Now I'm going to show you a scripture that you can prophesy from the deceit in your heart. And that's why you hear sometimes when some people come preach, they will say, well, the Lord said there are five people here to give one million. And then, you know, at the end of the day, five people don't show up. But if the Lord said there are five people to give one million, then there should be five people in the church. Then at the end they say, well, it's 500,000. If you are patient enough, it will come to the price you can afford. Because, you know, the Lord is doing trade by butter. You understand that? Their Lord is doing trade by butter, not our Lord. Okay, so a prophet can miss it. Elijah, when he was to raise that girl, says, The Lord had hid this from me. So, one of the graces that the Lord is giving to me is in the areas of the word of knowledge. So, one of the, one of the days, I think it was a meeting in Sapley, I cannot forget that. 
I, I was praying for someone and I saw certain things. So I told the person, this is what I'm saying. This is what you do. The person says, oh no, that's not what it does. I said, oh sorry, I'm wrong. It takes the pressure off you. It takes the pressure off you. And I remember, uh, where's Gideon? Oh, he's at the children's church. I wanted to play a video for you. Maybe I'll play it on Sunday. I'm meeting our meetings in Kenya. And uh, the Lord, I was ministering to people and giving the word of knowledge. And I was praying for this lady. And I said, uh, I was trying to remember what I said. I said, for your family, it is settled. So I just kept moving. And later, they came forth and she said she came to that service. There was a big crisis in the family. And she just said, God, please help me settle this. Now, I want to go, I want to just point out something here before I move on. Sometimes when people miss it, is they try to say more than what God is saying. So I said, for your family, it is settled. And I kept praying. I didn't say, thus said the Lord. I just was praying for her. I said, for your family, it is settled. That was all the confirmation she needed. You know, but I can say, for your family, it is settled. That person that is troubling your family, you see now. What's most, what's happening right now? I have said the word of the Lord. Now my mind is coming forth. Sometimes prophetic words can just be a statement. Just a statement. And then sometimes I've given people prophetic words and I say, I don't know what it means. Pray about it. Just go. And sometimes I've given prophetic words and I say, hey, I don't know if this makes meaning to you, but this is what I perceive in my spirit. If it doesn't make meaning, just leave it. You understand? You, you don't have to say, toss, toss, say the Lord. The Lord does not say, toss, say the Lord. You read that from King James Version. That's not the Lord. Starting with, toss, say the Lord, is King James English. Are you following what I'm saying? If you read the message translation, you will not start with, toss, say the Lord. Amen. <laughs> oh, you finish your prophecy and you punctuate it. I am the Lord, I change not. Okay. Bill Hammond, one of the most respected prophets on the earth today, said this. Prophecy is simply God communicating his thoughts and intents to mankind. When a true prophecy is given, the Holy Spirit inspires someone to communicate God's pure and exact words to the individual group from whom they are intended. It is delivered without any addition or subtraction by the one prophesying, including any applications or interpretations suggested by the one speaking. To be most effective, it must be delivered in God's timing and with the proper spiritual attitude. I do not prophesy to you as if I am above you. I am the only one God is speaking through. I prophesy to you with humility, communicating the word of the Lord. The source of prophecy is more important than the accuracy of the prophecy. Can we say that together? Say the source of prophecy is more important than the accuracy of prophecy. Let's say it one more time. The source of prophecy is more important than the accuracy of prophecy. Okay. I'm assuming you have not, and I have not also, but I've watched it in films. When you visit native doctors, <laughs> do they tell you what the issue is? They'll tell you. But does that make it accurate? No. The source is wrong. The source is wrong. And that's why, I'll just say this. Even though I have 
Well, let me just stick with the scriptures. Acts 16, verse 16 to 19. I know some people take social media like they're God. So if I say that now, you just pull them off the message. But let's go on there. Christians have no business reading what horoscope is about them. You don't have a business saying, I'm Leo, I'm Argurus, I'm Fish, I'm, I'm Leopard. You don't have a business with that. You are the son of God and the child of God. Is that okay? Don't open yourself up to demons. And stop asking Facebook what you will look like when you get old and when you will die. Stop that trash. You don't have a business with all that. Don't open yourself up to all kinds of influences. There are areas you shouldn't joke with. Play Candy Crush, play games. Don't just open yourself up to any. Don't try to predict your future with anything outside of the Spirit of God. Let's go on. What did I say now? Acts chapter 16. Can someone not just have fun? No. Stick with the word. Acts chapter 16, verse 16 to 19. Now it happened, as we went to prayer, that a certain slave girl possessed with a spirit of divination cried out, who brought her masters much profit by fortune telling? Um, can you open the Amplified for me? It means the spirit of divination brings profits through fortune telling. Okay, okay. Come and understand this. It means that by the spirit of divination, let me tell you something. Uh, this is an example, please. Don't take it personal. I can preach in this church for... Maybe one year. And I might never, I'm giving an example. I might never have someone after service say, Oh, Pastor, you bless me so much. I just want to bless you with this money. I might never have that happen. Okay. Now, but if, I, if, I, if we are in a service like this, and I come and say, Hey, you're wearing uh, green singlet. This is your name. That is your name. And I do that consistently for three Sundays. I'll, I bet you. There will be no Sunday I will leave this church empty-handed. I bet you. I don't know. I know it. You know what's going to happen? People are going to bring envelopes. I tap into the grace. Man of God pray. But as I'm teaching like this, it, it obviously looks like there's no grace to tap into, right? I'm just talking. I'm just reading Greek. I'm saying Krino. I'm reading Acts. I'm even saying you should not play on Facebook. Do you want to tap into that grace? Some, a pastor that will not allow you to have fun? But if I come and say, your car number is this, this. Your phone number is a man. Man. Let's carry something to the man of God. It didn't start today. Saul said to his servant, we cannot go and see the seer empty handed. There is something about the prophetic and money that corrupts its purpose if you are not matured. And you think I have, after I've seen for five people like this, and I leave service every Sunday with 20,000, you think I'm going to stop? No way. I will not stop. That's multiple sources of income. Am I saying everyone who does that is wrong? No. I'm just saying, the Bible said, go to the first verse, that through divination, she brought profit to those who were using her. Are you following what I'm saying? That's why, I'm just giving you an example. That's why if you see Bible teachers, they, are, they usually live a very conservative life. But if you see people who walk in the prophetic, 
regardless of accurate or inaccurate, there's a lot of resource. Because once you are fascinated by that spiritual dimension, it's easy to just release that. Oh, Papa, ah, Major, oh, Sergeant, oh, Lieutenant, oh, Corporal. You know, you just, yes, that's release. That's what the scripture says. Who brought her masters much profit by fortune telling. That's why the first thing a genuine prophet of God must be concerned about, you must not have the love of money in your heart. Come on, scriptures. Elijah said, hey, Naaman, keep your money. We must learn to also reject offerings. Not just only receive, but do what? Reject. And you know what he told Gehazi? Say, it is not yet time to collect. Now you have collected leprosy. Okay, so where are we? Verse what now? It's not good to say so many stories. Acts 16 verse 17. This girl followed Paul and us and cried out saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God. Who proclaimed to us the way of salvation? Hey, hey, was she wrong? If she was helping to promote the ministry. Imagine a, a young girl comes here and she says, Pastor, I want the mic. And says, This is God's servant to Bonnie Island, sent to rescue the island. For the, you think I'm going to say, Keep quiet? I'll say, Say more. Let them know. I have said it. If, where is my wife? Is she around? Let, say it again. What did you say? Say it again. And you see why we have all those reputations on televisions? To endorse us. The spirit of prophecy. The testimony of Jesus. So when you came, what happened? This other, say it again. How did it happen? This is, you don't need it. Look at what Paul said. And this she did for many days. This is consistent daily prophetic affirmation for the minister of Paul. Every day he was saying, these are the servants of the Most High. In fact, she even said, they are showing us the way of salvation. The way of salvation she does not want to accept. So Paul says, some preach Christ out of envy. I mean, this girl, this girl was, I mean, saying the truth. But look at it. Oh God, thank God for the discernment of spirits. Thank God for the discernment of spirits. But Paul, greatly annoyed, turned and said to the spirit. Observe, capital or small letter, to the spirit. So you can connect this to when he talked about the spirit of divination. Right? I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out that very hour. Verse 19. But when a master saw that their hope of profit was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them to the magistrate. <laughs> Say, ah, that's business going. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but you know, we can be undiscerning. We can just swallow that up. And you know what we're going to do the next day? We're going to pull this girl on our program. And just say, hey, the youngest female evangelist, black African female preacher. She's going to go everywhere prophesying with the spirit of divination. You know, sometimes when you say this, people say, oh, it's because you don't have the grace. Don't say that. 
Don't say that. Don't, no, no, no. A thousand times, no, don't say that. <laughs> don't say that. I grew up in a home where, when I was in school, I was so scared of doing something wrong because if I did, my mother was calling me the next day. My mother would tell me, hey, that place you went to, don't try it again. I haven't met someone yet in my life that is as accurate as my dad that preached on Sunday. I remember he came to, he was here a year back and came, we went to the house of one of our brothers. The wife was to give birth. We finished praying. When we're leaving, he just prayed and said, you're going to have safety. When we're leaving, he says, this guy's going to give birth to a boy. And when the child came, exactly, it was a boy. He didn't go and say, you don't, you don't need it. If the, see, the Lord can show you things for your information. So don't assume. It's because, ah, they don't function in that dimension. There's no dimension to it. I'm hoping and I'm trusting the Lord that we will be able to build this in this corporate house to the extent where every one of you will be able to flow in this. Just be able to come to church in the morning, pray for one another, just give people prophetic words, exact, accurate, allow it to be judged. It will just be a normal lifestyle. These things need to be demystified in the body of Christ. Are you following what I'm saying? It just need to be demystified. Let's go now. Let's go now. Okay, so when their market was collapsing, they quickly got a hold of Paul. So the fact that a prophecy suits your flesh doesn't mean that it's from God. This would suit the flesh of Paul. Am I right? If somebody comes and says, Hey, you are the next billionaire. Dangote is learning. I say, Lord, you said it. You said it, Lord. No, no, no. You might not be. <laughs> so they say, Paul. These are the opposite. No, no, this is, this is annoying. I just rebuke the spirit. So the fact that it is nice doesn't mean it is true. What are we to check for? The source. The source. Okay. Remember, we do not despise, but at the same time, we do what? We test. Okay. Okay, okay. Jeremiah 14, verse 14. Let's, let's look at this now. If I don't finish today, you have to come on Wednesday to finish it. Maybe I should do that deliberately so that you come for Wednesday Bible study. Okay. <laughs> Jeremiah 14 verse 14. Let's see how far we can go. Jeremiah 14 14. And the Lord said to me, The prophets prophesy lies in my name. Now, there's something I want to say. Please pay attention to this. When the Bible says the prophet prophesied lies in my name, it does not mean what they said is a, is a lie. In terms of, it wasn't accurate. It just means that it was not the mind of God. So let me give you an example. Sometimes they were going into captivity. And the Lord through his genuine prophet to say, hey, you guys are going to go into captivity for 70 years. And these other guys are going to say, hey, you know what? You're going to have peace. You're going to have this. And temporarily, those people will have peace. So the facts might be accurate, but if it is not what God wants said to be said to you, it's a lie. Now let's go on there. You, you understand what I'm saying now? Verse 14. I have not sent them. 
or commanded them, nor spoken to them. So the Lord can send you to give a prophetic word. The Lord can command you to give a prophetic word. The Lord can speak to you to give a prophetic word. Sometimes I'm amazed when certain ministers, you see them, they'll say, should I prophesy? Should I prophesy? I'm going to say, yeah, yeah. Goes, okay, 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 okay. Uh, okay, you come. And it, Sometimes people say, oh, because he's a good prophet. But I'm weary of this. The Lord said they spoke when I have not told them to speak. They commanded. I have not commanded them. I have not sent them. It's not something we do at will. I cannot come to church today and say, hey, I want to see for five people. I can't do that. Do, is, this, is, the, is the spirit of the prophet subject to the prophet? Yes. But you don't control that. There are times that the Lord has given me words of knowledge in the house about the service. But it's not every Sunday. Okay, let's go. I know this is a very touchy subject because prophets are revered. They are worshipped. And I'll say this here. I know this will offend some people, but forgive me. I love you with all my heart. All of those putting of pictures of men of God around your house, your car, your all that. Be careful of it. Be careful. Don't get into idolatry. You are a child of God. Please. Please. You are God's child. I, sorry to say that. Please forgive me. Are you not ashamed that after many years of Christianity, you need a sticker for your preservation? Are you, are you not embarrassed? See, prophets are giving for our safety. What was Jesus giving for? Your destruction. You should be ashamed. No, no. I, 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 I please when I say this. You know, sometimes it's difficult to say. It, so it won't be like, oh, you are criticizing. But please, please. Jesus died for you. Man is man. Be careful. The line is very thin. And I'll show you from the book of Revelation. When the angel brought forth and John fell down to worship him, he says, no, I'm one of the servants like you. Are you following this? Okay, I know that's a very sensitive subject. Whatever you want to do with it is between you and God. You can test that, okay? Okay. They prophesy to you a false vision, divination, or worthless thing. Look at this. This is the line I want to emphasize. And they prophesy the deceit of their heart. Meaning that I can prophesy to you the deceit that is in my heart. Do, do you get what I'm saying? So for instance, I want to raise funds for this church. I can come and give you prophetic words that will be accurate. Listen, 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 listen. The words will be accurate, but the motivation is because I need money to complete the next structure. So I give you prophetic words according to what? The deceit that is in my heart. So I'll give you another example. You have ministers who believe that when you go abroad, then you have made a big breakthrough. They can give a lot of prophecies to people that God is going to make them travel. I'm telling you. Ah, sister, I don't see you here. You are in New York. You have gone. In fact, go. (laughs) And you know what? This... Wonderful lady is going to spend all her life struggling to make that word come to pass. 
But you know, for someone like me, because I don't care less, if you really have to travel to this country, God will really have to speak to me. Because left for us, left for me, all of us will stay here. Do, do you think what I'm saying? Because I don't have that in my heart. So if I'm going to give, if I, now, if I'm going to give something contrary to that, because, if I'm going to give something contrary to that, what's going to happen? You're going to find out that the Lord has to speak to me about that. That is why the scriptures in the book of Ezekiel, that God will reply them according to the idols on their heart. Listen. Okay, let me leave that, because I know that's another touchy issue. Let's do this. How many of you, when you were getting married, don't raise your hand, there was a particular girl you loved, and you felt that this was the will of God for your life. You know, you were dreaming. Come for lost, love, lust, and lies this evening. And I'll teach on that. Alright? You carried umbrella, you were just going, rain was falling. Out of all the many guests, she was the one that brought umbrella to cover you. Until you now met the girl, the girl now told you no. Do you understand? But God told you that she's the one. Don't raise your hand. But did you have that kind of experience? <laughs> the way you are laughing, I know that you had. Or one brother, you need to see what suit like I'm wearing today with tie. Red tie so you won't miss him. And came and said, the Lord said. Oh, Jesus. Even as I'm saying it, I can still hear his voice in my ears. Thou ask the one. Thou ask the one. <laughs> And meanwhile, you have just done your you have just done your introduction. You can't tell him that the Lord did not say. We just have to clarify which Lord, meaning that he heard the Lord according to the deceit of his heart. See, the most <laughs> let there's something I love, Pastor Banky's book, for guided by the Spirit. Learn to purify your motives. Just make sure when you go before the Lord. Be prepared for whatever answer the Lord will tell you. Do you understand? See, the Lord can say, hey, no, or yes. If you have a predisposition in your heart, you will likely hear yourself. Are you following what I'm saying? If I, if I don't like Boney Island now, that I want to go and start a church in Abuja, I not sit in my heart. You know what's going on? Ah, okay, let me give you a popular example at least. All of you know Bishop Redebo. If you read his story about, uh, where was he going to? Is it Kaduna or something? Is it Lagos? Where he said, God said to him, you, when you, just, yeah, that while you were playing table tennis, <laughs> you, you lost the idea of just is a cool place. That is what you heard, not me. Do, do you get what I'm saying? I mean, somebody's just playing table tennis and say, ah, this place would be good to start church. Four years later, he's praying and he heard the Lord say, that shall go to just. And as I was getting ready, God said, it is the table tennis enjoyment that was speaking to you. Do, do, do you understand what I'm saying? And he, he is humble enough to say, I didn't get it right. That's how a lot of people miss the will of God for their lives. How do they miss the will of God for their life? They already have a predisposition. And this is the tricky part. This is very tricky. I, I, I think, I hope I can spend some time to teach that. Sometimes, what is in your heart pulls out prophetic words from people. So there's something. Lord, man of God should just see this case. Oh, this case fire. Open it. DPO, open it. Open it. Let's treat it. And the man is just, and the man just come and mentions that. He say, hey, Jesus. I say, if you say it, he say it. <laughs> okay. Is that not what you want to hear? He says, I would reply them according to the idols in their hearts. So, someone can either give you a prophetic word from the deceit in his heart, or he can give you a prophetic word from the deceit in your own heart. So how do we get this thing right? 
pure motives. Consecrated motives. Lord, whatever you say, I'm yours to command. Are you following this? Okay, let's do a few more minutes. Where are we? What are the indicators of good prophetic words? I'm, I'm sure we'll finish up on Wednesday. What are the indicators of prophetic words? First Corinthians 14, 3. I'll say this now. First Corinthians 14, 3. Lord, thank you, Lord Jesus. But he who prophesies speaks edification, exhortation, and comfort to all men. Three things that you must find in prophetic words are exhortation, uh, what? Edification, and comfort. But can I tell you something? The Lord can actually use people to give exact prophetic words. We'll talk about that as we progress. I'm not saying it is false. I hope you understand the balance I'm creating this morning. I'm not. The Lord can do that. Exactly. God has used ministers that way. William Abraham. A lot of people have been used in that dimension. Until he started going into his teachings, which were not 100% accurate, but... He was a mighty prophet of God. Kenneth Hagin and all of those people. Those dimensions are real. They are God's tools for the body of Christ. But we must do them with a pure heart. With a motivation that only him will be exalted. And with a heart of love. Amen. Okay. So, can we look at... I have about uh, eight ways to test prophecies. So, let's look at two. And uh, let's look at two. Then we'll finish the other ones on Sunday. Number one, does the word line up with scriptures? John chapter 1 verse 1 says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So if God is going to say anything to you, it's going to be consistent with his word. Are you following what I'm saying? Hey, 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 come on. Are you following what I'm saying? God will not say anything outside of his word. So you know what? For you to be able to test prophecies, you have to know the word of God. If you don't know the word of God, there's no how you'll be able to know that this is what God's word says. So, the first thing is, is it consistent with the word? Paul says in Galatians chapter 1 verse 8 that if, an, if a man comes or even an angel and he preaches another gospel to you that we have not preached, let that man be accursed. What's the gospel? The good news of Jesus. The good news of Jesus. So, you find out that every prophetic word must line up with the written word. God will never prophesy outside of his written word. The written word is the first place that we, uh, we check if prophetic words are true. Acts 17 verse 11 says, These were more fair-minded than those in Thessalonica, in that they received the word with all readiness, and searched the scriptures daily to find out whether these things were so. So there is a prophetic word that can come forth, and we need to find out if that's what the Word of God says. Now, uh, God's Word must line up with the Word spoken over you. It must bring exaltation, it must bring edification, and it must bring comfort. Praise the name of the Lord. Okay, let's see this now. The fruit of the person who is given the prophetic Word. The fruit of the person who is bringing the prophetic word. What is the character of the person? In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 12, Paul says, Know those who labor over you. Know those who labor over you. For instance, if you're a traveling minister, as I travel sometimes to preach, if I'm in a, in a, in a local church of another pastor, 
I don't prophesy over his people. If I need to do that, I'll ask him. I sense the Lord is giving me a word on this regard. Is it fine with you? He can either say, go ahead. Yeah, because you have to know those who labor over you. You don't go about scattering prophecies or giving car park prophecies all over the place. Know those who labor over you. The first thing is to check the fruits of that person. The character of that person. And there are, there are four things, there are ten things Bill Hammond listed. If you want to know more about prophets and prophetic words, go read Bihamon's book. He has about three books on that. But I want to just um, talk about five quickly. And then we'll close here. Number one, methods. Are they righteous, ethical, honest, and full of integrity in their methods or they are manipulative? Okay? You know some people do all of the things and they always refer you back to prophetic articles. I'm going to have a full teaching on that. What people call prophetic articles or articles of faith or some, all of this stuff. I'm going to do a teaching on that. You know, so somebody prophesies over you and later and says, go and get salt. What, what, for what nonsense? What nonsense is that? He said, because salt is a symbol of, symbol of what? And before you know, you're almost becoming a herbalist in your church. There's salt there, there's coconut oil, there's this, this, this. <laughs> Are you following this? Okay, so number two, motive. Is their motive to be seen or to serve? This is very important. What's their motive? To be seen or to serve? To be seen or to serve. One of the things my dad taught me very early in life is never give prophetic words publicly. So, in most services, like in Kenya where we did some meetings, I'll just ask the worship team to be leading and just speak to people individually. It's not about being seen. It's not about being seen. Sometimes you cannot avoid it, but as much as you can, you don't need to be seen. It's to serve people. The next one, uh, do they have a religious bias? I gave you an example about what people think about holiness and what people think about. If you have that religious bias, your prophecies will come in that direction. The message, do they speak the truth in love? Is it balanced? Is it scriptural? Do you feel love from their heart? Observe this. First Corinthians. First Corinthians 13, the love chapter is sandwiched between 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and 1 Corinthians chapter 14. We talk about the manifestation of the Spirit. So the balance to the manifestation of the Spirit is a heart of love. Do they exhibit the mature fruit of a grace-filled ministry? Do they exhibit the mature fruit of a grace-filled ministry? These are the things that you should check about the character of a person. We're going to uh, build on from here. On Wednesday, see how the Lord helps us. But I would like to urge you to come on Wednesday and 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 get get this the whole the whole teaching because I think it's very important to you. The idea behind the motives, the methods, the message, the character of the person is as important. If the character of the person is not, you see, if your character does not line up, your prophetic word will likely not line up. Don't forget that even in the scriptures, God used donkeys to prophesy. And the donkey was accurate. But he didn't go and start a ministry. He didn't start donkey ministries international. Or donkeys incorporated. Okay, donkeys worldwide vision. Or house of donkeys. How would that make for a church? Where do you go to house of donkeys? What's the name of your senior pastor? Donkey one. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the spirit of revelation and knowledge.
thank you for grace. Thank you for insights. Thank you for understanding. We pray, Father God, that our hearts are strengthened with might in the inner man. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to Present Truth Broadcast with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.pastormax.ng. We would also like to hear from you. Send us an email, info at pastormax.ng or call 0805-888-7575. God bless you.